Hello, friends. Welcome to the CNBC podcast, where we explore how Jesus is at work in and around our world. Calvary Monument Bible Church is a body of Christ called by Jesus to love, live, and lead for God's glory, desiring to grow in a greater love for God and a greater love for those he places in our pathways. If you'd like to learn more about the ministry of Calvary Monument Bible Church, we'd invite you to check us out online at www.calvarymonument.org. I'm Chris Lenhart, and joining us today is Tim Sheets. Tim is the founder of Hand Evangelism Ministries International in Effort of PA. Tim and his wife, Kathy, have a passion to share the compassion of Christ by walking alongside individuals, facing life's challenges, and equipping others to do the same. The ministry of hand evangelism reaches the disabled, the grieving, and is committed to training and equipping those who provide care. In today's podcast, you'll learn more about Tim, you'll hear more about the ministry of hand evangelism, and you'll learn about the People in Pain seminar that they will be bringing to Calvary Monument Bible Church on Saturday, November 6th at our Journey Through Grief community event. Jesus is at work. Let's hear what he's up to. We are thrilled to have Tim Sheets of Hand Evangelism with us today on the podcast. Tim, welcome. Thank you. It's good to be here, Chris. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. First of all, before I do that, though, I want to say a great thank you to this church for the way in which they have encouraged Dan Steinman and also Tara Kelly two incredible members of our team, and they're just doing a tremendous job, but very thankful for the way in which you have supported them, you know, through prayer, through giving, and and it's just been a tremendous, tremendous help and blessing to us. So I want to thank you for that. Um, Kathy and I, that's my wife, Kathy, of course, Kathy and I are just normal people, average people, that uh, before we got married, we committed ourselves to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And afterwards, uh, after we got married, we did the same thing. And through the years, we saw God working, but we didn't know it was his leading into this ministry. Kathy and I had no background, no training whatsoever in working with people with disabilities. Nothing, nada. And yet, uh, Mike, when I was going to Northeastern Bible College, a fellow that uh, was my roommate was the son of the founder and director of an organization known as Children's Bible Fellowship of New York. Now that's 50 miles north of New York City. They have a camping program in the summertime for people with disabilities, also street kids, about 250 street kids off of the streets of of New York, which is tremendous. But also they had a residential program for uh, four residences for six children each residence who had disabilities, and most of them were abandoned children. So anyway, this... uh, roommate of mine northeastern said why don't you come up and meet my dad and see what's going on so i went up one one day and and met his dad and we talked together and helped to put a roof on one of the buildings there it's still there believe it or not but anyway it was a great opportunity to meet him uh so two years later uh, this fellow we call uncle win who uh, came down and spoke at our church in Collingswood, New Jersey. He was a Good Friday speaker. I had no idea he was going to be speaking there. And after it was over, he came down off the platform, came right to where Kathy and I were were sitting, and he said, hi, how are you doing? Tim, what? You know, that he remembered my name. I thought, what in the world's going on here? And he said, we have a need for someone to uh, uh, be house parents to six children with uh, disabilities and also to work in uh, the administration and also to teach school. 
Well, what he didn't know was I was working in administration for DuPont in Wilmington, Delaware. Kathy was teaching sixth grade school. But the thing that didn't turn us on was the fact of working with people with disabilities. That's out of our range quite a bit. So he said, well, why don't you come up? So the next day, he, Kathy and I went up. It was Saturday. We went up to this place. And uh, it was, uh, of course, in the springtime when the snows melt. <clears throat> and so we <laughs> went up this uh, dirt road. What supposed to be dirt was like more like marshmallow. We went and we had a three-hour meeting with him. And so he described what it would be. And we went out to the car. And this is no exaggeration, Chris. The car sank down to the bumper in mud. And I looked at up a star-filled sky and I said, God, is this really what you want for us? Well, we went home and we shared with uh, Kathy's parents and mine and, and asked them to pray about it. And would you know, the end of June of that year, actually it was later than that, it was towards the end of the summer because Kathy had not signed her contract for the following year. And I gave my resignation for DuPont we got all of our belongings in this, this little U-Haul little trailer and went up there, unloaded things into this place where we were supposed to be house parents. This is all by faith and saying, God, what are you doing? And so we went down to the camp where they already had started camp and we missed orientation. Kathy was given three girls to care for who had disabilities and I was given three boys to care for. And we thought, God, what are you doing? These poor kids that were being, you know, taken care of. And it was tough. It was really tough. Chris, for the first five nights, my wife cried herself to sleep every night. And I thought, God, you have first time you've ever made a mistake. Until the end of that fifth night. And we got down on our knees. And we asked God to forgive us for looking at this ministry from our perspective and not his. There was a peace that came to both of us during that time. And, and we went down to the campsite the next day. And, and we saw not the disabled, the, the disability. We saw a soul in need of a Savior. And that made all the difference in the world. Mm. Wow. And so we went back and we took care of the kids. And, and Kat did a tremendous job. And over the period of the next six and a half years, we brought two of our own kids into existence. And that was a neat thing for them to see God at work in so many ways in their earlier years. One of the things we did was to go out to churches and make them aware of the need. We would get our kids, they would sing songs or whatever, and I would bring a message and all this. And the Lord began on my heart and saying, well, this is good for New York City, but how about other cities around the country that need to have this type of ministry? The churches are really missing out on this. The reason I say that is, is because 26 out of 35 miracles that were performed in the, in the Bible and in, in, the, uh, in the Gospels involved people with disabilities. Mm. And the disciples were there, the ones who were going to carry on the ministry after Christ's ascension. And so what he was doing was mentoring them and teaching them, hey, look, these people have been forgotten for so long, they were castaways from society, but not in my sight. Hmm. And so I, be, I, I went to, to Uncle Wynn, and I said, Uncle Wynn, God has just let us do this. Can we do this under, under the organization? 
And he looked at me and he said, no, Tim, he says, uh, I really believe that God just wants us to stay in the New York City area and keep it there. Well, we took that as a note from the Lord for a year, but he kept on burdening our hearts more and more and more. And so I went to Uncle Wynn and I said, this was in August, and I said, Uncle Wynn, Kathy and I have got to go because God's just leading us. We have no idea where we're going to go. No idea at all. I said, but it's got to be in October. Chris, I don't know where October came hmm. at all. It was just boom, there it was. So I started making calls. How do you start your own ministry? And so, and, and how do you get it started? And, all. and <laughs> there was nothing that came to the light, but the assistant to the executive director to Uncle Wynn said, would you ever think of trying like a, um, well, a Bible club movement? I'd never heard of them before. The fellow who was the director of that lived in the town that I was raised in, Collingswood, New Jersey. So we started corresponding together. I went down for a couple hour meeting with him, Kath and I did. And we sat there listening and trading back and forth on things. And, and he told me at the end of the time, he said, Tim, our board has been praying for two and a half years asking God to send the ones of his choosing in to develop a ministry amongst people with disabilities. Wow. Well, we needed ten times mm. the amount of support mm. because all of our food was supplied on on the you know on the on the, on the, the grounds there, and and not only that, but but everything was was just taken care of. So where was the money going to come from? Where were we going to live? And Chris, because of time, I'm not going to go into it, but God provided a place for us to live. And and the money came in, like we we couldn't believe it. And we had a very supporting uh, home church that we went to, and, and they were really behind us in this whole thing, and, and that's how the ministry started. And we were there, and, and God developed this ministry. Chris, we got into Children's Hospital in Philadelphia. We were in CHOP for, for 20 years. 20 years. And we had what we call a pajama club where kids would come and, and we had three churches on a rotating basis that would come in and be a part of this thing. And it was incredible. They'd come in, in wheelchairs, they come with IV poles, they came with beds, they were in beds and they came to this thing and the parents were sitting in the back. And over that period of time, we saw over 200 kids come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Wow. God just opened that door. A guy by the name of C. Everett Coop, who was the Surgeon General of our country at one time, was the chief in charge, a believer in Jesus Christ. And we talked together in the very beginning of this. He says, yeah, we'll open the door here for you. Just do it. Well, they changed administration after 20 years. And they said, no, the only way you can do it is just say, God loves you. And that's it. And I said, that's not our ministry. Mm -hmm. And so with tears, we had to leave. We had to get out of that, but we look back and see what God did. And what God did through two people that were committed to him because we had no clue as to how to do any of this. So we can't take any of the credit. It's all to the glory of God because of what he does. And so we can say to people, look, if God can take two people like us and use them for his glory in this way, he can use you. And so we've gone to congregations and spread the word around like this and said, look at these people who are in such need, families who are in such need. And so we've developed that in BCM for, oh, for 30 years. Wow, so, so it's been 30 years of with ministry BCM. with BCM, okay. But what happened was, at the close of that, I was on the board of the, of the organization for a while in charge of, of, BCM was divided into three areas, the church, community, and compassion, and we were the compassion aspect of it. God started laying on my heart. 
go out on your own. It's not because we had anything against BC and we had a great relationship with him. I said, God, what are you doing? And so after a while, we just came to the place that I wanted, I said to Kathy, I said, let's just you and I pray about this for a year and see what God leads, how God leads. After a year, we felt so strongly about this, but I went to our, our, our staff and I said, look, we're, we're co-laborers together with this. And I want to lay this out before you to see what you think. And I want you to be honest with me. Chris, every single one of them said, it's time. Wow. Let's do it. That's confirmation there. That's confirmation. What, right. what year was that? You remember the year? Good, well, yeah, 2004. 2004, okay. 2004. Wow. Yeah, so so we, we went to the guy who's a good friend of, of, of ours, went to the guy who was the director at that time. <laughs> and, and I said... I said, we've, we've got to go. And he says, no, you don't. <laughs> he said, I don't think you should leave this ministry. And I said, but Bob, his name is Bob Evans, doesn't own the, the thing or anything. But I said, Bob, we've got to do it because God's leading us in this area. And so he prayed about it along with us. And after a period of time, he said yes. And we went to the board. And the chairman of the board was not so in tune. So this, this is so, i got to share this with you. The board, the chairman of the board said, let's go to breakfast together, three hours of grilling and asking me questions that I had no clue about, but God gave me answers. Wow. And at the end of that time, he said, looked at me and he said, well, Tim, I guess your history. I was looking for a hitman or something to go <laughs> around the corner. So anyway, what we did was uh, we, we, we got a board and, and when we got the board, what, one of the things that God laid on my heart was this, we want a compassionate board but a board that is really um, with it, not just with it, but have knowledge of different areas. And so I said, what I'd like to do is to get a, board, a group of people who have gone through a loss in their lives, either through a loss of a child, or have gone through abuse in their lives, or gone through any of these things. Because what that would do then is because the ministry that we had that they would come together because they would have a heart for this, like probably nobody else would. Over the years, by God's grace, there had been no fightings, no, nothing like that at all. But they all come together and they all have different ideas and they meld together by the grace of God. It's His grace that does this. Mm -hmm. And so he's opened the door. So now in the ministry of H3, we have three different areas of ministry that we have. Okay, and this is hand evangelism. This is hand evangelism, so yeah. That's you're going to lay out today what hand evangelism looks like. Exactly. Right now, okay, yes, good. Yeah. And by the way, uh, three years ago, it changed my position. Uh, finally, after all the years, uh, I, I said to the board, I said, somebody else has got to come in and take over the position. And we looked all over the place asking people to come in and so we to do it. Sitting right underneath my nose was a guy by the name of Kyle Robinson. Hmm. Kyle was born in the ministry. His mom and dad had worked with us for years in the ministry. He was born during camp, and we never forgave him for doing this because they were active <laughs> in camp. He was born during camp, so he grew up in the ministry. And God's gifted this man in incredible ways. And so he came to the board and said, I really think that he's the guy for it. So they asked me to mentor him for a couple of years, and... Lo and behold, three years ago, he became the next executive director. And so Kath and I are still working. We're working more than we have, I think, when, when we had different positions in it. 
but God's given us strength. Mm. Mm. And so we're in th- three different areas. Okay. First is disability ministry. Tyra is very in- involved in that, as mm-hmm. you know. And so we have a camping program that is just incredible. And in addition to that, we also have what we call PIP, Parents in Progress. It's for parents who have children with disabilities. And we have a support group. We have uh, two of them right now, one in Jersey and one in our home that meets on a monthly basis. Mm. And oh my goodness, through COVID, you can't mm. imagine what is going on. Mm. The isolation. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's got to be traumatic. Well, we've had kids who have punched holes in walls mm. and the parents, you know, because they love their kids, but they don't understand what's going on. And so the, 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 the stress is just huge for these, for these people. And so when they come. Well, we're talking about both physical and mental disabilities, yes, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And so they come in, but they not just, I have a devotional time. And then we ask them to share what's going on, and they are so free to be able to do it because they say, okay, this is great. You know, we're, we're able to share together, and there have been things that they share together, but what God's doing in their lives. And so they come in hurting people. They leave hurting people, but encouraged by, by the grace of God. And again, Chris, it's nothing that Kath and I are doing except being obedient to the will of God in our mm. lives and seeing mm. God work through our staff and through the people that we minister to. Wow. So that's one area. And it's it's also included, and Tyra's in charge of this as well, and that that is also training and equipping. That means we're going into churches, we're training churches how to welcome people with disabilities into their church and how to minister to the parents that are out there dying for help. Mm-hmm. Well, in addition to that, we also have a ministry for people who are going through grief. Mm-hmm. The loss of a child is one of the worst and hardest things to go through in life. We have seven groups right now in the Philly Philly area on out here down in Delaware where parents can come and feel that they're accepted. I had a fellow that came in one time, his son had committed suicide. And for months he would tell the same story and be angry and upset. And the parents around him, even though he told the same story, would just listen and be quiet and be still and and encourage him to the point that he came around to the way in which he was then encouraging people who would come because Mm -hmm. God had done a work in his life. Mm -hmm. That's just one of so many stories. Mm -hmm. It's incredible. Mm -hmm. As far as the pit thing is concerned, down in Jersey we had a couple who had two uh, twins one with a disability, a physical disability, cerebral palsy, as well as mental disability. The other one had no disability whatsoever, graduated from Lynchburg College. But he came to our camping program because they had heard about it and they would give them free time away, mom and dad free time away. Mm -hmm. So he came and through the church program that we have for people with disabilities, of which Michael came, his parents let him come, as well as camp, Michael received Jesus Christ as Savior. Wow. Michael can't utter a word. Mm. He and his mom are so close together that he'll have grunts and she'll understand what he's saying. Wow. So after he accepted Christ into his heart, we say, Michael, where's where's Jesus? And he'd he'd have his hand in, and he'd say, up there in, in the sky, and then put his his hand on his chest. 
right there. Mm. Now that's good enough for me. I don't know about you. That's okay with me. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so what he did was he went home and told his mom about this. His mom called me on the phone and said, Tim, can you tell me about this decision that Mike made at, at camp? Talk with her. She came to, to trust Jesus as Savior. Oh my. As did her husband. Wow. As did Michael's twin brother. As a result of somebody that would be a castaway normally and yeah. say, oh, you can't understand anything at all. No, that's not true. That's Sounds not like true. the book of Acts. Yes, yes. <laughs> it sounds like the book of Acts. It's it is. beautiful. And, and, and Chris, we have seen this over and over and over again yeah. in mm. the lives of these people. Mm -hmm. And the lives of the people who come in the support groups at camp, at the disability training, the whole thing. You're seeing people come together and say, finally, somebody understands, somebody takes the grief that I'm going through and the hurt mm -hmm. and the pain and something they can't really relate to, but they can say, hey, I can pray, I can encourage, I can build you up. Mm -hmm. And that's part of the body of believers, isn't it? That's it. That's it. So that's what HB is all about. The disability training that we give and the camps and the support group, PIP, and also the basis ministry that Dan, so yeah. he has done an incredible mm -hmm. job, by the way. This man, mm -hmm. and he knows the area so well, and he has had, over COVID, he has had meetings in ministeriums, he's had gone in the past, he's, he's done a great job, of, yeah. just a wonderful job, as Tara has in the disability mm -hmm. and in the training and equipping aspects of the ministry. Mm -hmm. So now we're looking forward to the upcoming November Yes, so November 6th, mm -hmm. here at Calvary Monument Bible Church, we are going to have the People in Pain mm -hmm. seminar, which um, we're calling the event Journey Through Grief, and I'm believing that this uh, seminar is really going to cover the areas of both grief and training and equipping, because there's yeah. kind of a dual purpose in exactly. this seminar, so... Just tell us a little bit about the seminar that's going to be here. I know we've already had people reach out. Um, we haven't opened registration yet, but registration is going to open very soon. Uh, we have an, a few other churches that have already expressed interest. So tell us about the seminar sure. um, and and just give us kind of a, a broad overview without giving away too much. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. We're, it's a three-hour seminar, and we, we I believe we have it booked to start around 9 o'clock in the morning till around 1.30 in the afternoon, so they have the rest of the afternoon off. So anyway, what we're trying to do is to reach out to the hurting community in general. It's not just a loss of a child, it's not just a disability, but a loss of a relationship, a divorce that's taken place, loss of a job, loss of income, all kinds of losses that we go through in the very beginning of this to, sh to say, okay, this is the these are the areas that we're going to hit. And I'll tell you, there are about 20 of them. Mm. And I, people who come there say, I'm in one of, at least one of these. So we go through from a biblical perspective, what is the answer to a lost situation that God either allows or directs to come into a person's life? What can I do in my life? How can, I, how can I respond to something like that that's been so devastating in my life? And so we go through the grief process as it goes on. And it's different for everybody because we're all different. We're fearfully and wonderfully made Psalm 139. Mm -hmm. We're finding that out more and more all the time. But anyway, we're using this to be able, as a platform, to be able to say that God loves you. He cares about you. And he cares about the pain that you're going through. And so as we go through the grief process, it, it, it's a journey. 
It's a journey in, in finding out not just who we are as individuals, but who God is in the midst of all that's going on in our lives mm. and how he can minister to each one of us mm. and the practicality of it as well. Yeah. How can I survive? What, what do I need to survive? How can I get through this that, that, that's happening in my life? So that's basically what the seminar is all about. We have used this without exaggeration, uh, 150 or more times, wow. not just here, but in Russia, Romania, China, India. Uh, we've been all over the place with this, and God has used it in incredible ways to His glory. It's amazing. His glory. And so I'm, I'm hearing that even if, even if I'm a person that maybe not right now in my life is experiencing loss or grief, um, most likely there's somebody Mm -hmm. in my life who has mm -hmm. and so coming to this seminar could also help give me tools that I could use to walk alongside of them somebody else that 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 the Lord has placed in my life that's going through a really traumatic experience right now and experiencing loss I'm going to come to this seminar if they can't come mm -hmm. so that I can know how better what they're going through and, and how I might better be able to minister to them. Exactly. Too. It's a twofold thing that mm -hmm. we're doing. It's for the person who's going through grief, and you said it very mm -hmm. well. It's for people who want to help others. Mm -hmm. And maybe there are people that they're trying to help somebody, but they don't know how to do it. And so that's what this is all about, to help them to understand how they can be ministering people to others who are going through grief. And, you know, the thing we found through the years as we've given this is that the blessing is not just what the person who is going through hurt and pain in their lives, but the person who is doing the caregiving mm. as well, mm -hmm. because they're seeing God at work through their own lives as well, mm -hmm. through this whole thing. And that's what is so exciting about the ministry. I love it. I really do. And Kathy and I have just been blessed beyond belief as we've seen God work in our own lives as well as the lives of people that... He has called us to minister to, and the lives of our staff mm. have been just so incredible. It's love in action. It's the church in action. Absolutely. It's it's faith in action. It's it's a beautiful thing. And by the time we post this podcast, registration for the seminar will be online at www.calvarymonument.org. You could also find links to registration through our social media sites on Facebook and Instagram as well. Tim, I want to thank you so much for coming on today and just for sharing your heart, telling us about the ministry of Hand Evangelism. We are so honored to be in partnership with you. We appreciate uh, our relationship with Tara and Dan and our relationship with you and Kathy, and we very much are looking forward forward to hosting the seminar here on the 6th, and we're trusting that uh, the Lord will um, just bring forth a, a large group of individuals that want to learn more mm. about how to process loss and grief and how to mm. care for those uh, who are processing it. So can I pray for you Please, as we conclude our time? Honor. Lord, we do thank you for the ministry of hand evangelism. We thank you for men like Tim and for his wife, Kathy, and for the heart that you have given them to uh, just step out in faith, not having all the answers to their questions, but knowing that you are always faithful and you always provide them and go before us and remove obstacles and sometimes keep obstacles there so that we can grow as we work our way over them. Just hearing Tim's testimony today has been motivating and inspiring, and we thank you for what you're doing through the entire staff 
at Hand Evangelism, and we thank you for its ministry, for the light that it is in our community and the surrounding communities. And we look forward to the seminar here on the 6th of November, and we know you're going to be working and active uh, through that and look forward to that time that we're going to have together. Would you continue to bless the ministry of Hand Evangelism? And Tim and Kathy, we give you the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much, Tim. Thank you, Chris.